0: Welcome to KBVU News, I'm your host Colin Imhoff, and here's this week's news update. Starting off with the weather, as we get into October, expect the fall weather to set in. The leaves are changing and the temps are dropping. Most of this first week of October will be mostly cloudy, with highs dropping close to 50 degrees later in the week. There should be no precipitation this week in Storm Lake, but watch out for those cold nights getting down around freezing. Now moving to the news, here on BVU's campus. One of the fastest growing teams for BVU is their eSports team. For only being 3 years old and having over 60 members, the esports program is doing pretty well. Student journalist Max Murphy was able to talk with the director of esports Trevor Burneking. Trevor told Max that he wants to continue to grow the team to somewhere around 100 students. As well, Trevor wants to make sure esports is not a club but a varsity sport. The team recruits, fundraises, participates in community service, and is doing well in the classroom just like any other traditional sports team. If you want to read more about this, check out Max Murphy's full article on bvtac.com. In other news on BVU's campus, I was able to sit down with Joanna Chavez and talk about Unity Day.
1: Joanna Chavez de Leon, I'm the assistant director for the Center for Diversity. So Unity Day, it's a day that um, it's used national, it's a national uh, anti-bullying day. So it's it's a day specifically to uh, we're orange. Orange is the color for that day, and is to unite uh, for kindness, acceptance, and inclusion. Um, so right now, the center for or the here that the CDI we put together like a poster making competition. So I'm not sure how how much interest it will be, um, but for students to make posters and promote um, the whole, um, you know, stop stop bullying. Uh, So we have that going on from October 1st through the 17th. Uh, Students can submit their posters. Uh, We also have a door competition uh, going on. So if you start seeing the doors uh, or even the glass displays that they're not using the door from Student Success. So all around through our offices, some of the offices or even like outside. And so Student Success is having that door competition. And then on the day of the 19th, the whole team is putting together Spiritual Life, CDI, and Health Services. Uh, We have started with planning for that one since the summer. And so we actually have t-shirts that we're giving away. So if you sign that you're pledging to be against it and you're promoting kindness, acceptance, and inclusions towards it, you get a free t-shirt. I brought this conversation up with someone outside of work and they're like, you know, do you really think bullying happens even like in college? You know, we know it happens with little kids. And I was like, I think it does. I just don't think that we are aware sometimes when we do it because it might not just be like the whole hitting. I think words more than anything hurt, and we just don't realize when we're actually hurting someone. And that can typically be considered um, you know, bullying someone. And so we just have to be cautious about that. So I really think it is it is important because we just never know how we're gonna hurt the other person.
0: Thank you, Joanna. In other county-wide news, the Buena Vista County Board of Supervisors approved a ban last week on engine compression brakes or Jake brakes on Highway 7, between 60th and 80th Avenue. The issue with Jake Breaks is how loud they are. The county has received many complaints and is deciding to do something about it. Supervisors were originally hesitant in passing this ban because the Iowa DOT won't allow signage on state right of way. Despite that, County Supervisors follow the recommendation of County Engineer Brett Wilkinson, who devised a plan to make truckers aware of the ban. Signs will be placed on M36 and Villa Road with plans to add more later. Wilkinson acknowledges that this will be a difficult ban to enforce, but the county will do their best. To learn more, check out the Storm Lake Times Pilot. Going statewide, the Supplemental Nutrition Education Program, or SNAP-ED, a USDA-funded organization focused on educating communities on good nutrition, stretching food dollars, and living good physical lifestyles. They largely help communities that have high numbers of people living with food insecurity. Unfortunately, many SNAP-Ed employees are also living with food insecurity. According to a study done by Harvest Public Media, the average SNAP-Ed employee only makes $13 an hour. Del Jacobs, an employee working for SnapEd for over six years, has only received a $1 raise in her time there, and she needs a second job to feed her family. SnapEd has tried to get more funding from the USDA to raise their minimum pay, but their budgets remain the same. To learn more about this story, go visit iowapublicradio.org. In other news, Hurricane Ian continues to devastate Florida residents. As of October 3rd, the death toll from Hurricane Ian topped over 100 people as searches continue. The Category 4 hurricane hit Florida last Thursday, and there are still thousands of people living without power. According to AccuWeather senior meteorologist Alex Swinski, Lee County received over two feet of rainfall, and it could take over a week for that water to drain off. The flooding makes many of the rescue efforts dangerous, and the county is lacking assets. Iowa resident TJ Gardner held a supply drive last week and plans to deliver the supplies himself. If you want to help without going into the aftermath, you can donate at GoCajunNavy.org to help victims of Hurricane Ian. This has been your news update from KBVU News. I'm your host, Colin Emhoff, and I'll see you all next week.